Hail you nostalgic nightcrawlers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Every last one. There's almost 300 episodes of this series. That's a lot. It's a lot of time. I I couldn't live with myself if I if I made 292 episodes of a series. No. Just make eight more. Yeah, eight more. Just or, make eight more. You know, 40 less. I don't know. I can't do right. that, what that the, fast. One of the two. You just have to, because <laughs> you're so close to an epic 300th episode. Yeah. I, it still it doesn't sit well with me even after all these years. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, Kendra, we're covering, and I, I hope you're, I hope you covered the same episodes as I. Fingers crossed. This week, we're covering episode four point seven, Moving Targets. Did you think did I it? watched the right episode? I was just worried. No, just I, worried. I did. This is the one. Okay, I good. All right, good. All right, good. <laughs> All right, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired October 20th of 1993. We have some birthdays around this time. October 23rd, Jessica Stroop, who plays the older Aaron Silver, turns seven. Uh, October 24th, Shanae Grimes, who plays Annie Wilson in the CW years, turns four. <laughs> very young and october 26 james pickens jr who plays henry turns 41 okay and uh we did have a death october 25th actor vincent price passed away do you know what <laughs> i have a, a an oddly weird connection to this one i I don't, I don't know what grade i would have been in when this i mean i was 10 years old we were we had this assignment where we were supposed to like pick something and, and like write an article for the newspaper. And I wrote an obituary for Vincent price that they actually like ran in the newspaper <laughs> when I was 10. <laughs> That's I don't know. Interesting. Vincent price. Well, like I knew him at that time, you know, of course he's famous for, for many other things, you know, horror and all sorts of like a legendary career. But at this point I would have known him best as the Batman villain egghead. Oh, sure. From the old Adam West show, sure. where you always have an egg pun. Excellent, you know. <laughs> or uh, as as the voice on the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. So, Both anyway. Those track. I, I wrote him a lovely obituary that aired in the, you know, Battle Creek, Michigan local paper. Well, so. I'm glad you could honor him that way. I, me too. <laughs> Elsewhere in the world, October 23rd, the World Series Baseball the defending champion Toronto Blue Jays beat the Philadelphia Phillies 8-6 in Game 6 at the Sky Dome, Toronto. And the MVP was Blue Jays infielder Paul Mol- Molitor? Molitor. Sure. Do you care about baseball? You don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, one time, my high school choir, we went on like a choir tour in Canada. Yeah. And we went, one, part of our like thing was we went to a baseball game. Okay. And it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I like going to like live baseball games. I haven't in forever, but we watched for I... a while, and then we just like stood in the snack area for a yeah. while. Yeah. And... 
I mean, yeah. getting the food and everything. My town had a pretty popular minor league team in it. And so, you know, we'd get we'd win tickets or something or like the library I worked in. They'd always give the library a bunch of tickets. So like a bunch of us would go. And I like I always enjoyed that. But to sit down and watch it on TV, I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> With apologies to our baseball. Sure. <laughs> to Blue, Blue Jays infielder yeah. Paul Molitor. <laughs> uh, speaking of sports, on October 26th, the NFL announces new expansion team, the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. Hey. hey. A team that means something to me. So uh, there you go. They are my second favorite team after the Steelers. Okay. Who are having a killer season, Nick. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, they're, you can bet they're I'm like, not aware. They're like eleven and O at this That's point. Good. They're still yeah. undefeated. That's pretty good. So pretty pretty happy about that. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, this is a fun one because I just kind of came across this in the wild, so I thought that I would use this for the Beyond the Zip Code. In 2016, Ian Ziering made a fun cameo in the ABC sitcom The Muppets. Did you watch that sitcom? Uh... It's weird because it's like it's like if The Muppets starred in 30 Rock is what it feels like. Yeah, I watched that one. Okay. And that was 2016? People, yeah. So wow. the humor is all pretty adults i'm I'm kind of surprised some of the things that comes out of the muppets mouths on that show but i I didn't watch it when it was on but it's on disney plus so we've been watching it for the first time but anyway in in this episode the uh, gonzo is looking for a new place to live and so rizzo and pepe are taking him out and they're doing like open houses and stuff and they end up in this swanky house and and uh pepe's like oh this was ian zeering's house and they're like, this is the house that 90210 built, but Sharknado didn't remodel, which was that was a pretty, pretty funny. So I thought it was just like they picked a random celebrity. But the episode ends with a big house party at this place and like a pool party. And it cuts to the Muppets in, in a hot tub with Ian Zeering. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch that because well, he actually shows up, which we, I thought was very funny. We did like the show. We were sad when it was yeah. canceled. Um, yeah. But I, you know, didn't know anything about right. 90210 in 2016, was, so I should go back and funny. I should go back and watch that. Pepe Very is funny. probably my least favorite Muppet. If really? I had to choose, I don't That's like him. That's surprising because you he's also gross, love... especially in well, that show. Yes. He's disgusting. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he's a little pervy, definitely. But uh, I'm surprised because you like Muppets from Space so much, and that was I like do. that was like but the he's... rise of Pepe. Yeah, but he's not as gross. In if you build Mupp- a jacuzzi, they will come, okay? Yeah, that part was funny. <laughs> I should rewatch that. Yeah. I've seen, it, I've seen it like six times, so. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. We're, we're re-watching this ABC, well, watching it for the first time, uh, Muppet Show, and then I haven't watched the new Disney Plus Muppets Now or whatever Oh, we watched a little bit of it. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna start that when we there's finish some, this. Uh, I know the Swedish chef is a little controversial these days, but there's some pretty funny Swedish... <laughs> Swedish chef things in that show. Yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of surprising that they both continue to use the Swedish chef yeah. and continue to get away with using yeah. the Swedish chef. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the synopsis for our episode <laughs> this week Moving Targets Jim and Cindy are getting concerned with how quickly things are moving between Brenda and Stuart. Andrea and Dan struggle with having to keep their relationship a secret while things get tense between Kelly and David, thanks to Mel and Jackie's bitter divorce. Brandon gets chummy with Professor Randall, who assigns him to tutor Deshaun Hardell. And Dylan is into guns now. Yeah. It's just his thing Dylan's now. In, he's into guns now. He yeah, likes yeah. guns. Yeah. He does. All right. Well, let's go be, uh, not go beyond the zip code. Let's see who's living yeah. in Beverly Hills. 
This episode was directed by Paul Schneider and written by Larry Mullen. We see the return of several recurring players this week. Matthew Peretta, David Gale, Paul Johnson, Angela Espy, Matthew Lawrence, and Peter Mark Richmond as Dan Rubin, Stuart Carson, John Sears, Jackie Taylor, and Mel Silver. We haven't seen Mel and Jackie in a long time. No, I know she pops up and I was like, it's Jackie. I know. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like it was early on in season three, right? Yeah, I mean. at least Jackie must have been there for graduation, but we haven't, I feel like we haven't really had a scene with Jackie in quite a while. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see, Mel and Jackie and Lawrence Carson was that last one there. Peter Mark Richmond is returns as Lawrence Carson. We have a lot of new recurring players. So I'm going to, I'm going to run through these real quick. We have Scott Paulin as Corey Randall. He has a long list of credits, including roles on ER, Boston legal, the X-Files, Jag, Castle, Uh, Plus films like Teen Wolf, The Right Stuff, and Turner and Hooch. Hmm. We finally meet uh, Deshaun Hardell as played by Cress Williams. This is a character I always like, and I've been looking forward to Deshaun showing up. So uh, I was was glad to see him here. He had regular roles on the series The Heart of Dixie and plays the title role in the CW's Black Lightning. Oh, you like that show, right? Yeah. I've never watched it. I think I've only seen the first season, but I did enjoy it. We just sort of got away from it because there's so many DC superhero shows on the CW. We're not caught up on any of them. No, we're not either. Yeah. Uh, He has a a million credits. Honestly, he's a million credits. So I just picked a couple here where he did long, long arcs uh, on some pretty prominent shows like ER, Grey's Anatomy, Code Black, Friday Night Lights, and Nash Bridges. This is the first of many appearances uh, by Cress Williams on the show. Claudette Nevis as Vivian Carson. Um, She's only in two episodes of 90210, but actually plays a much more prominent role on Melrose Place, where she Mm -hmm. plays Constance Fielding, who I'm pretty sure is the mother of Matt Fielding, who's a regular character on that show. She looks Melrose Place. Yeah, she has a Melrose Placey vibe, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she has credits dating all the way back to the 60s with standout roles on shows like Planet of the Apes, the series, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, Barnaby Jones, One Day at a Time, and another Jagalum here. Jagalum. We have Angela Visser as Nina, Mel's lady of the moment. She is <laughs> best known for the role of Gabrielle Dupree on USA High, which she was in this for 93 episodes, and I have never heard of this show. So I was kind of surprised. USA High. USA High. I don't know. But she also had recurring roles on the Ben Stiller show Blossom and Baywatch. And finally, we have April and Ariel Peterson as Aaron Silver trading off on the role Twins. Uh, The Twins would go on to play Aaron for five episodes total on 90210 before the role was at each time Aaron ages up. It's a new set of actresses playing that role. Uh, But they also appeared outside of 90210 in the the film Like Mike. (laughs) I remember that movie. (laughs) <laughs> I remember it. All right. Shall we get into the episode? Yes. All right. We start at the Peach Pit. They're waiting for Brenda, and I'm confused about what they're doing. They're like, I'm confused having about a what meeting? they're doing, too. Apparently. They say it's like a sorority meeting, but only two of them are in the sorority. Right. I don't know. I was confused. I, I don't know if they... I, I, I couldn't tell if they were being funny or not. I, I couldn't really tell. But uh, Brenda's dress was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. So she she looks good. She shows she up did. in this new dress she got yeah. from her job at Maxwell's that she used to Which afford. apparently she got. Yeah. I, didn't I was like, oh, I guess she's <laughs> working at Maxwell's. That's news to me. I never yeah. heard that, but okay. Uh, she used her first paycheck, so glad yeah. she's uh, saving her money there. Um, Stuart comes up in conversation and... 
Uh, Kelly is, you know, wanting to know if they've done it yet, to which she says <laughs> no. And yeah. then they turn to Andrea and they're like, you've been getting pretty chummy with with uh, Dan. Um, but yeah. Andrea is, is she not telling. Yeah. Because, She's like, oh, he's nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Donna is like, you and me, Andrea, we're the only yeah. virgins left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Andrea doesn't say anything. She does not. She keeps it a secret. And I'm just going to say right from the start, this whole they're keeping it a secret is super lame. It's super dumb. Also very confusing by the time we get to the end, but yes. I don't want to get yep. I don't want to get ahead. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, then the conversation turns to Kelly and her love life and John and Dylan, and she's like, "Oh, I feel bad because I broke up with him, and then he got carjacked." Yeah. And but that's another thing because I didn't really like the conversation. To me, seemed like she was trying to like keep the door open when she just flat out yeah. said that she dumped him. I was kind of surprised because yeah. I didn't really think that's what she was going for. But anyway. I didn't think so either. But uh, uh, whatever yeah yeah so anyway brenda says that brandon talked to dylan and they think the police found his car so yeah. then we um the next scene is at the uh police impound lot they go... i was happy to have a dylan brandon scene but yeah. i don't i don't understand the purpose of this scene even a little bit like it doesn't make yeah. any sense it, to me. I, it amounts to nothing because they go no. To get his car and the cops like, oh, sorry, not your car. I don't know. And end of scene. And it's not like that's not like you just completely could have clipped this out and had not have noticed it missing at all because nothing's accomplished. Nick, I'm going to uh, go out on a limb and say you could have cut this episode out and really we would have been fine. <laughs> OK. All right. But anyway, Coming um, swinging. <laughs> so, yeah, so they go to get the car. The car's not there. And uh, Dylan is just, he's all anger this episode. Yes, he kicks a traffic cone yeah. quite a ways. Gets some air. He gets yeah. some air on that traffic cone. <laughs> Grumpy. Next scene is at a club and Stuart and uh, Andrea, Stuart and Brenda are, you know, dancing. They sure uh, are. Stuart's talking about how he's usually a sourpuss, but not when Brenda's around. Yeah. Brenda brings out this other side of him. Yes. As she does. Yeah. Um, then they start talking about, I guess she told him that she doesn't like his name. Yeah. Because they start talking about like other things that she could call him. Yeah, Stewie, Stew. Yeah. And then he brings up how his dad calls him, what does his dad call him, Stew? His dad called him Stu, and then he does a list, a series of uh, derogatory things his dad calls him when his, like, various things yeah. fail. Yeah. The fool, the bum, the hippie, all that kind of yeah. thing. So letting us know that things with his dad are not always yeah. on the uh, on the good side. Yes. Two things about that. One, Brenda should probably just get used to his name. Yeah. But two, you could just call him Carson. That's cool. Be like, yeah. hey, Carson, what's yeah, up? That's a cool I mean, name. it worked for Carson Daly. Yeah. He's somehow still employed all these decades later. I don't <laughs> I don't know how, but next scene uh, is in. I think it's Dan's room that they're in. Yeah, and they're in bed, and she's yes. she's sleeping while he eats yogurt. Yeah, and, and he like wakes her up and says that you know it's getting late. It's like three in the morning or something. And then they have this conversation about like, oh, I wish we didn't have to hide. Andrea is he here. 
is like, I wish we didn't have to hide this. Uh, And he's like, I'm just worried about what will happen if people like people talk. I don't. It's it. It's not in the rules that we can't do it. Yeah, because Andrea's done all the research, and she's like, nothing here says this is against the law. You know, you're not even gonna get in trouble. And he's just sort of like, but you know, yeah, but should we? All right. He also dribbles yogurt all over his chest in the scene. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. He's, he's, yeah, he's like eating the yogurt, and she she wakes up, and he's like, did your dream have yogurt in it? And goes to take a bite, oh. and it just, like, plops on his chest. Oh. And so while she's talking, he's, like, scooping it up with a spoon. Clearly not meant to happen, but they left it in for whatever reason. So Have we talked about the fact that I hate food humor? Like... I- no, I don't think we have. Like comedy where people are eating things. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Well, I then hate it. Uh, I hate to tell you, I just sat in a big plate of macaroni and cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's mostly when it has to do with like eating. Like if mm. someone's eating something gross or eating a lot yeah. of something or someone has like food in their teeth. I hate it. You don't like that. Okay. I hate it. All right. I'm going to need to cancel some presents. Hold on. <laughs> At the Walsh house, Stuart uh, wants to be invited in. Yeah, like a vampire. Yeah, but <laughs> but Brenda's like, no, like my parents are probably up. You can't yeah. come in. And so then he like scoops her up and is like, yeah. all right, we're going back to my house. It's it was kind of, it was a weird, weird vibe. It was. It didn't, because she didn't, it didn't seem super playful. It seemed kind of controlling. And they sort of laughed it off. She didn't seem like she was enjoying it either. I didn't think she was having a good time at all. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know if they it meant weird... it to be playful. I don't, I don't know. know. It was a weird beat, though. I definitely was like, what are we trying to say with this? And I'm, <laughs> I I'm was not confused. sure. Yeah. I was confused. Uh, so she goes inside and Jim and Cindy are, in fact, sitting on the stairs waiting oh for her. Oh, my gosh. And so lame. here's another confusing thing, because in the previous yeah. episode... Yeah. She and Jim had this whole conversation about like yes. we I'm going to do what I want and he's like yeah. you're right. You're an adult. Yeah. Live your life. And then here they're like we need to set some ground rules. This is the like, third young, night in a row lady, you've been home. Young lady he yeah. calls her. They're so lame. And even even Cindy's there too. Listen, when I was in college and I mean I lived on campus obviously, but like I never was back at my dorm. It's like when my wife and I started dating, we would just like hang out on campus or like walk yeah. or whatever. I used like, to I hang out to my... in the student, uh, yeah. what was that place called? The campus center. Yeah. Till all hours of yeah, the yeah. night. Yeah. Till morning, yeah. basically. So it's really lame that he's, especially after that conversation being like, you've got a curfew, missy. Yeah. It's strange. Well, her response is consider yourselves lucky I came home at all. Yeah. Which I thought was actually pretty decent. <laughs> and she skips on upstairs. Yes, she does. The next day, driving to school, she and Brandon are talking about Stuart. And she says there's never been anyone in her life who knows how to woo like Stuart does. Yeah. And Brandon's like, does he have a twin sister who's also rich? (laughs) That's how he said it. End of scene. Yeah. (laughs) In uh, what is this class that Professor Randall teaches? Is it sports? <laughs> sports class. <laughs> no, I sports. well Steve rattled off was is it like economics? I don't know. I couldn't Steve tell. rattled off something that sounded like financial, but I I guess I just didn't really pay much attention to it. I don't know. Whatever. Don't They're know. in this class that Professor Randall is teaching and he's talking yes. to them about like their upcoming test or whatever. Yeah. Uh so Brandon wants Steve to come study, but he says that the keg house does a one hour super cram yeah. session for this right. class. And he's, uh, he's going to go to that and he'll be good to go. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon makes jokes about the legacy key again. Yeah. Actually, and he brings up. To graduate. Yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and then I thought that was <laughs> Steve shoots back by saying like, oh, I see you took down the, the professor's office hours. I bet you're going to go suck up to him, which he is essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring up Dylan and how like Kelly dumped Dylan or something. And yeah. Steve is like, well, it's not a secret in the keg. Everyone knows that John is seeing yeah. Kelly. Like this is yeah. not a secret. Yeah. Steve knows Playing all into, about it. Uh, John's old ways of telling people yes. things. Yep. Next scene is at Jim's office. Uh, he and Dylan are talking insurance stuff about the stolen car and, uh, right. he's co- he's going to get a rental. He's covered for a rental. It's always nice when you're covered for yeah, it is. for a rental. I should know as uh, I've had cars destroyed and had to get rentals. I remember. Remember yeah, when I my remember. car was destroyed? I, yes, I do. I sure do. That was crazy. Cold morning, as I recall. <laughs> that was the craziest morning. I'll have to tell that story another time. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, Jim says, like, there's nothing you could have done. Dylan's starts talking about how he just froze like there there was things he could have done but he just froze he didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and jim suggests that he gets counseling because it helped brenda after she got held at gunpoint right but dylan has something else in mind oh hard cut to the gun range where yes. he's uh practicing shooting great at the gun range yeah dark Good. dylan yeah so happy to see him uh, and then he, he goes to shooting with one hand. Yeah, he puts, like, the other hand up. Like, he's yeah. doing, like, the, the barrel shot from the beginning of a James Bond movie. And I'm yeah. like, okay. All right. It's it's not easy to to shoot with one hand. Could have fooled me. Dylan nailed <laughs> it's, it. It's really hard. Well, have, you ever, have you ever gone shooting, Nick, recreationally? No. No, I have not. I have. Uh, with... Did you try a one-handed James Bond style? No, because okay. it's so hard to hold it steady like i've just gone with like my family on thanksgiving we go like in the woods (laughs) and shoot like cans off of a log we usually just have pumpkin pie but yeah that's (laughs) uh we didn't we didn't do it this past year uh with covid and everything but um yeah and so i've only gone once but i mean it's it's hard because it it's it's very hard to hold it still I sure. did. I did hit a target once. So hey. for him to be shooting with one hand, I'm going to call foul on that. I just think yeah. it's not going to go well. Too much. Okay. Yeah. All right. At Kelly Donna David's house, Jackie's there. Hey, have, buying pizza, having a good time. Yeah, she's doing David's laundry. Yep. She's uh, she's doing the mom thing. Uh, and then we see Erin. She is so cute. I know. The last Aaron's- time we saw her, she was like a baby and now she's a toddler she's like 35 (laughs) uh but she's adorable these actresses who play her are super cute super cute i agree Mm -hmm. brandon goes to see professor randall oh but i like when uh, david david brings her around the corner i think and he's like look who's here and kelly's like hey oh yeah (laughs) yeah i like kelly in older sister mode yeah yeah me too i thought the whole thing like jackie doing his laundry and everything i thought it was kind of nice to go back to that storyline because we've talked about how in this season it really hasn't gotten mentioned the fact that they were like living as siblings for you know this whole time so you know i liked i liked sort of getting back to to basics on there yeah agreed Okay, so Professor Randall's office, he appreciates <laughs> that Brandon 
came by to I, I love that talk. Brandon just says, I'm in your class. And he's like, of course. As if the man has one class. That's a light load, right? Yeah. He just has the one. <laughs> Plus, there's like the 100 people right. in that class. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, they keep bringing up this thing called the Mendoza line. Yes. I don't know what it means. But mm-hmm. Brandon's like, I tried to look that up and I couldn't find it. And he says to try the sports page. So it's yeah. a sports thing, apparently. Brandon Brandon was the sports editor. Yeah. Or, he was. or the he managing editor. Or he wrote every article. Yeah. It's every hard to single say. article. I'm not sure. Was co written. Yeah. Let me kinda check like, with Matthew Perry. Kind of like how the, the Daily Planet, Clark and Lois write. Yeah. They write every, all the. Yeah. They write article. all the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's wondering about this test, and the professor is like, "If you read chapter two, you're you're already in the Hall you're of Fame." Gold, yeah, Hall says. of Fame. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, a lot of listen. We've already established it. I'm not a sports expert, but his metaphors are very inconsistent, and I wrote one down for a little later. So we'll just put okay. a pin in that for now. Okay. Uh, elsewhere on campus, uh, another cute Andrea dress. I'm loving all the dresses yeah. she's wearing. They kind of, they, yeah, they season. finally found her. She's her wearing, zone, yeah. they're like these shorter swing dresses. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Still yeah. not loving her hair the way it is. No. So we can just fix that. I think it needs yeah. to be longer. Yeah. I think it needs to be longer. It's very, it's very helmety. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. You know. But the dresses are A plus. Yeah. So she's like reading these ads on a bulletin board. Dan walks up and joins her, and she's just, like, looking around sadly at the other couples. Watching people make out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and she's like, I don't understand why we have to hide <laughs> what that we're together. Sure, yeah. And Dan's just like, people talk. like. Now, I'm sorry. Let me just clarify real quick. So Andrea wants to be open about it, but Dan wants to hide it. Correct. So I've got, that's right, that's, that's correct. correct at this point, yes. Okay, all right, all right. Well, that'll probably stay consistent. Then. Yeah, sure. Uh, late, I don't know where we are now, but, oh, I think it's, well, there's we, a couple things that happen here. They we get do their, a, we do a Steve Brandon transition, which yes, I really liked. They get their grades back for yeah. this, uh, test and Steve got a B plus, which he's yeah. ecstatic about. Yeah. So he's like the super cram. It worked. But, but Dan, when Dan and Andrea are at the bulletin board, they're sort of finishing up their conversation and you hear Steve and Brandon start and they just sort of cross paths. They don't talk to each other or anything, but like they just sort of, it's like a crossfade with these characters. And I just thought that was a really good use of like the space and a nice transition. There is was that one where earlier. this is? Because yeah. they, they get their grades back in the classroom though. Yeah, they're like, they're having a conversation as they go to the classroom. No, they're sitting in the classroom when they get the grades though. Well, this, but this is the part where they where they cross. So it must just be okay. the start of the conversation okay. and it results. Oh, you process. know what? They haven't gotten their grades yet. They're just talking. Okay. They're just talking. All right. That's that's where the disconnect is. Sorry. You know what? I skipped another, ahead. <laughs> okay. Another good transition that I liked back with the with the spilling the yogurt on his chest while they're in bed. They're listening to David's radio show, and David yes. coming on the radio is the thing that makes Dan be like, "Oh crap, it's late." So yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Anyway. So then Steve and Brandon pass David, who's studying, and they're like, Moby Dick, just remember the whale did it. The whale did it, yeah. <laughs> then we yeah. see Kelly and John eating lunch together. John is talking about how he wants to graduate from phone dates to a real date. Yeah. And then we see Dylan in the background just, like, playing with this propeller. Like metal sculptures in the back, and yeah, he's just messing with it. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. So she goes to talk to him, and John... 
is asking her, like, am I just spinning my wheels here? Like such a manipulative thing to say to her. Yeah. Because he's been pursuing her so aggressively. So to act like he's now acting like she's wanting his attention, but not committing to it. It's just like, dude, chill out. Chill out. (sighs) So Kelly goes to talk to Dylan, but she is uh, he is very cold to her. Yes. She's like, I still want to be part of your life. And yeah, he's like, so my life sucks, Kel. Yeah. 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 He's a. You try being a multimillionaire who got his car jacked. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. At the Walsh house, Cindy and Jim are uh, talking about eating pie later. But Brandon has to study. Brenda's going out for coffee with Stuart. Yeah, and they're like, Brenda. Brenda. Yeah, they think she's moving too fast with this guy. Yeah. I don't know that it's faster than she's moved with any other I know. guy. But... Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess they've been like going out every night, which I I don't know. I mean, also like, but college, right? I mean, yeah. isn't that just kind of like what you do? Yeah. But okay, all right. So while they're talking about this, uh, Larry Carson calls to ask them to come to brunch on Saturday, and he calls it a triple date so with, with brenda and Stuart as well yes shannon doherty has such a funny reaction to that when yeah. he says triple date she's like what? it's just really funny. <laughs> she's like, like i rest my case <laughs> yeah yeah it's just really that was such a good moment i liked it all right now this is where they get their grades they're sitting uh, in class okay that makes sense they're sitting in class steve got a b brenda got an a plus yeah uh, and there's a note on Brandon's test for the professor to he the professor wants to meet with him on Saturday at 1.30. Yes. Don't know what that's about. Right. And Steve's all like, oh, geez, teacher's pet already. <laughs> and he's not wrong, everyone. All right. Now we go to Andrea's dorm room. <laughs> she and Dan are looking for things to do. Right. And he's like, what if we go here? And she's like, no, we'll see too many people there. And he, she's like, well, what if we go here? And he's like, well, we'll see too many people I know there. And then he says, I came here to take you on a real date in front of right. people. And she is like, I just don't know. I just need to think about this. I know. It's insane. It's like, it's like the plot changes mid-scene. It's even when that scene started, when they were looking at the movies, I thought he was still putting the kibosh on things that he would be seen at. But it's like, as the conversation goes, he's the one who wants to go out and she's the one who's afraid of being seen. And it makes zero sense, like not a drop of sense. You know, all he needed to do was have a line that was like, I thought you were the one who wanted to and her to be like, I know, but now I'm feeling weird about it. Nothing. It's just as if they've completely swapped storylines. Yeah. Yeah. made me crazy yeah it it made me crazy as well she's wearing another very cute dress in this okay well that's something yeah (laughs) um so what they decide to do is just hang out in andrea's room yeah (laughs) that's their solution yep she's like did anyone see you come in here yeah let's play scrabble (laughs) uh kelly donna david's uh aaron is there and uh and jackie is still there and they're feeding aaron who again is very adorable kelly says that dylan's coming over to take her uh to the gun range with him so she's just gonna watch i guess and see that felt like we were missing a scene yeah like the brandon dylan at the at the impound lot was like what but this was like oh what they're going on a date i know because he was so upset with her when there was not a hint yeah of, of a turnaround there so i thought that was jarring 
Yeah. Um, Mel, Jackie was going to leave before Mel got there. Yeah. But Mel arrives to get Aaron and he brings his girlfriend with him. And Jackie just goes zero to a hundred. She is incredibly hostile. This whole thing, I was a little, I mean, okay, obviously. I mean, he cheated on Jackie. He betrayed her. He was awful to her. Absolutely. Like be as mad as you want. I was, but I was kind of surprised that she didn't just kind of like, hang on the balcony, which is where they already were, and just kind of, like, let him pick up Aaron and go if she didn't want to have a confrontation. But as soon as she hears the word Nina, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. So she goes up there. she's acting like she doesn't know that he's dating people, which was the whole reason they broke up. (laughs) Right. He was dating people while you were still married, so it shouldn't be too much of a shocker. So, yeah. So, yeah, her reaction is extreme. Yeah. Um. So she storms out. Kelly is also not thrilled, hands over Aaron, and is like, I can't believe you brought your girlfriend here. Yeah. And then David and Kelly get into it. Um, Well, yes, but it starts. So so, uh, Jackie hands off Aaron to Mel, and then she walks out, and Mel to Kelly leans down, and I thought there was going to be some sort of, like, apology or, like, I didn't mean to upset her, but he's like, Kelly, your mother just won't let us move on with our lives. And I was like, Mel, you're such a slime bag now. Yep. Yeah. So then, yeah, then Kelly's mad, you know, and then she and David have their little thing. Yeah, so they, she, he's like, your mom is crazy, and she's like, your dad's a sleaze. I don't know what they yeah. say, but, right. but they're yeah. fighting. Yes. At the gun range, Dylan <laughs> tries to convince Kelly to try yeah. um, shooting a gun, and she does pick it up. But then she just, she can't. She won't do it. She can't do it. And he always, gives her this whole speech about, do you want to be a statistic? Do you want to be a victim? And that she needs to yeah learn how to do this. Yeah. I always appreciate little, like little tiny, like acting moments. And one thing that I really noticed in that scene was all of Jenny Garth's reaction to the gunshots. Because I have to assume they're not really firing off a real gun. Like it kind of feels like the sounds are added later or whatever. But Mm. like every time he squeezes the trigger, I thought every one of her little like micro reactions were so 100% right. that I was just impressed with that, like little bit of silent acting. Yeah. So she exits the range part of it and goes into a different room and he follows her and she's just she wants to leave she's yeah it's like the whole thing is really scaring her right the situation and how intense he is and yeah. he's just like no one is safe the world is crazy and we need to protect ourselves i don't yeah. know yeah he's going he's going a little uh a little crazy a little yeah i'll say yep Next day at the Carson's house, it's a very big, very oh, fancy yeah. house. Swanky. Brenda is already there. They're hanging by the pool. Cindy brought flowers for Vivian, and she and Jim meet, uh, yeah. you know, everyone. Stuart as well. Um, Stuart's, like, swimming, and he gets out to say hi. And to Brenda, he's like, this is going to be a long afternoon. And she, like, pushes him back in the pool, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Brenda seems very uh, comfortable in yeah. the, with his family and in their big fancy house. Uh, next scene is at the Peach Pit. Kelly and Jackie are on the phone, and Jackie's embarrassed about how she acted, I guess. Yeah. Andrea is there in... I- I was really surprised. I mean, Donna's the only one who ever says anything about it, but they are so openly hostile in front of Aaron. Like everyone is Jackie and Jackie and Mel, 
you know, like David and Kelly, everybody's just like screaming in front of this child. Yeah. And it made me, my parents got divorced when I was very young, but I honestly have never seen them like fight with each other because they always just like were really careful mm. not to do that. And so it was just particularly jarring for me like to see that because I just thought like, wow, you know, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah was, I'm glad, I'm glad Donna called it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Steven Brandon run into yeah. Andrea and they're like, where have you been? And she says she's been involved. Yeah. And then they have this whole thing about like, she feels like she's tiptoeing into a cold pool and he, and they're just like cannonball in naked. naked. <laughs> they're I just like, understand. remember naked is good. The whole scene was like, I guess it was just supposed to be like funny, but I was just like, what are we like? They don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. It's just like, it was a weird moment. I thought, but. Yeah. Kelly then sits down with Brandon and Steve to talk about Dylan. She's very worried about Dylan and that he has already purchased a gun and that he's uh, he's just too into guns right now. Yeah. Brandon is like, well, in Minnesota, you know, people have guns for hunting. Right. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And he brings up the L.A. riots again. He says ever since the riots, people have been arming themselves. And Kelly is like, she she calls him Rambo. She's like, he's acting yeah. like Rambo. Yeah. Um, she says she's had, like, even after his father died, he wasn't this angry. Right. And she wants them to go talk to him. And they agree to do that. Steve, Steve I don't know if it's here or if it's later, but Steve says something that was truly shocking to me. He said he was worried that Dylan was going to go all Waco on them. Uh, did, she, did he you... says it when they go see Dylan. Okay. Well then, then I'll wait until we get there. Yeah. Cause I have some thoughts on that comment. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back at brunch, the, uh, Carson wants to talk business with Jim. So they start lame. doing yeah. that. I know lame invite him over for brunch and then talk yeah. business. Stuart wants to be excused from the business conversation. And he and, uh, Brenda has this like funny thing where Carson is like, tell tell him this and she like i don't know she yeah she's like tell him tell him like with an attitude like that he'll never get ahead and brenda's like with an attitude like i don't remember the rest what was it (laughs) she is so good at like handling their whole like blah 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 blah. and meanwhile cindy and vivian are bonding over flowers and and jim and and larry are doing the you know the paperwork and stuff so yeah Stuart and brenda scamper off to play some pinball yeah and there's a funny bit where like they they leave and Vivian's like, I think they are just so cute. And Cindy's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has this yeah. like funny laugh. She's not so sure. Yeah. yeah. Made me laugh. Brandon goes to see professor Randall and, uh, it turns out that the professor wants him to be a tutor for Deshaun Hardell, who, um, is there to play basketball. Yes. And he is very smart, but he's just not, motivated and so yeah. he's getting low grades but he right. needs higher grades in order to be able to play classic right. classic yeah, yeah. sports yeah. thing and brandon is one of five students that professor randall is interviewing for it but when brandon shows off his knowledge of the mendoza line about uh, what what it takes like the, the batting average of uh, of a baseball player um he's like i'm gonna cancel all the other interviews you just got a slam dunk <laughs> And I was like, we're talking about baseball. Like, even I know you should have said it's a home run. Why would you say slam dunk there? That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess because Deshaun plays basketball, he's just mixing it all up. I know, but like, it's a, 
it's about Brandon knowing this baseball yeah. fact. So I just... You're right. You're right. I took issue with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back at the Carson's house, they uh, Brenda and Stuart are playing pinball. Sexy pinball. Sexy pinball, of course. I like that. You know, I like them together. Yeah. I think I think they've got a good chemistry, and I like this relationship. I like it as well. They're talking about Brenda's had this very nice effect on Stuart. Like, he hasn't even mm-hmm. really minded being back in the family fold, yeah, is what, what right, he calls yeah. it. Being uh, responsible, interacting with his family and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and uh, they start kissing, and he's like, whoa, my family's right outside, but... Um, and she, she kind of turns it around on him. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, like oh, oh, okay, now yeah. it's your parents who are on the other side of the wall. Yeah. And she starts to say at the top of her lungs, I love, and he yes. cuts her off with a kiss. So yeah, yeah. she is the, the L word. She did. She did. Brandon goes to see Deshaun at the gymnasium, the alumni gymnasium. And yes. he's just sinking one shot after another and they have a little back and forth he's like how much are they paying you to tutor me and he's like well not as much as they're paying you to be here right yeah (laughs) and brandon really wants to go and study but um he he's like oh i'll if you make this shot i'll go study and he yeah and brandon's brandon's i mean he's not quite half court but he's definitely in like the three-point zone yes yes for sure and he makes it and so Deshaun is immediately like, all right, two on two. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's pretty much the end of that. We don't come back yes. to that. No, we don't. That. We, we don't. don't. But I, even in that first scene, that. even in that first scene, I remember how much I like Deshaun. It's just, he's a good energy and it like brings a good outside of Brandon out, I feel like. Back at Kelly Donna David's, Aaron is there and looks uh, like David is babysitting. Yeah. Kelly uh, is not pleased with this when she comes right. home right and they start yelling again in front of Aaron yes about their parents and how crappy they are and what we didn't really get into earlier with a with a phone call between Jackie and Kelly where she's saying she feels bad about the way she acted Jackie has a whole thing about how lonesome she is on the weekends and how much she misses Aaron and wants to be with her on the weekends and Kelly's like you know you'll get through it and she's just spending time with her dad and all that so here you know th- when we come around to this scene Jackie's just home alone, missing Aaron, and Mel's out, whatever, gallivanting, and drops Aaron off for David to babysit her. It's so, super like, it's lame. That, it's super it is lame. super lame. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Of Mel. So Kelly's obviously really mad. Oh, yeah. Her her anger is justified here, yeah. I think. So Donna, then, ever the, the peacekeeper, says that it's not your war, it's your parents' right. war. Mm-hmm. And uh, they very quickly you know, the anger fizzles and they decide for Aaron's sake, they're not going to try and fight their parents' battles. Right, right. Uh, And all is forgiven. Yeah. All right. Then we have this fun scene at the student union with Andrea. Yes. She she called Dan there for a date. Yes. She she takes him to the center of the room where all the propeller things are. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go in this date? And she's like, right here, lover. (laughs) (laughs) she takes him to the center of the room yeah and he's like what are we doing and she's like this is my version of a flying cannonball and she kisses him and everyone starts clapping applause 
It's so crazy. It's like you so don't insane. see people kissing on that campus He's all the, the time. One. He is the one who has any reason to keep it a secret. She doesn't have any reason to keep it a secret. It's I don't just, know why we switched in the middle of the insane, episode. It's an insane like reversal of what this plot was. I don't like how did no one notice this? It's crazy. Also, I feel like people making out on campus is not. That's really what I said. That's what I, mean? what I said. Like, I'm like you like you don't see people kissing right, all the time in the student union. This whole thing started because Andrea saw a couple making out like on the quad when they're looking at the bulletin board, you know? So it's just like, okay, whatever. Whatever. Back at brunch, Jim and Cindy <laughs> are, they're getting ready, you know, they're ready to leave. They're ready to wrap things up. Um, La- What's his name? Larry Lawrence? Larry. Lawrence, Larry, yeah, Larry and Vivian, they love Stuart and Brenda. They're together. all about it. They're yeah. like, this is great. She's doing a real great thing for Stuart. Like, he's better with her. Yeah. And Jim and Cindy are like, really? You don't think it's going too fast? Yeah. And they're like, no, they're doing fine. So then Larry goes to find Brenda and Stuart to tell them that Brenda is going to be leaving. And Brenda's in the shower. Yeah. For some reason. They did it. You think that's why? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Mm. You don't think so? I don't know. I didn't. I That makes sense. I, the only other thing I could think is that she was in the pool and she wanted to take a shower. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like something. They just happened. did it with both sets of their parents. Maybe not. I mean, that's what I thought. That's that's what I thought. The well, that's whole... not a crazy. That's not well, a yeah. Crazy it, yes, it is kind of crazy. Yes. So she's. Um... No, I said that's not crazy. Oh, OK. So she's in the shower and Larry is like, you guys need to, you know, her dad's not as tolerant as I am and you need to slow things down a little bit. You're not going out with her tonight because Jim doesn't want that. Right. Um, I think one thing that they would they would do well to emphasize a little bit more is the age difference, because Brenda is. I think she's 18, but she yeah. might be 19. She's 18 or 19. And he is 24 and like not in school. And that is a pretty big jump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not the not the years, but the stages in their life. You know, when Brenda was like a high schooler a month ago and he's like, you know, 25. Yeah. It's that is a big deal, you know. And I mean, I don't think it's not a deal breaker or anything, but I feel like narratively if if Jim and Cindy were sort of bringing that up a little bit more, that might make more sense because you kind of forget that you forget that they have this age difference, well, but they I, shouldn't have set her up with him in the first place. Well, exactly. Yes, I know. I know. It's their fault. But yeah, so Brenda comes out in a towel and mm-hmm. Larry's there and she's like, Oh yeah. This is a, another awkward scene. It was awkward at Dylan's house. Uh, he pulls up in a Jeep. I think he should just get a Jeep. I, I feel like he's a way. very Jeep kind of person. He is, he's a Jeep guy. He's got the surfboard in the back. It all makes sense. Yep. Yeah. He should just get a Jeep. But this yep. is his rental. Brandon yes. and Steve are there. They brought pizza and they were waiting for him. So they all go inside. and Goofy little scene out there where Steve's like putting it behind his back. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, the cheese. And Brandon's like <laughs> trying to grab it. I, yeah. You know, I liked it. Um. So... Dylan guesses pretty quickly that Kelly sent sent them there because she's worried. And he's like, guys, it's fine. She's overreacting. Yeah. 
I'm fine. And then, like, as they're going into his house, you see he, like, flips over a gun magazine. So yes. they, they yes. don't see it. And the last scene... Wait, is this Steve's comment? About Waco? Yes. So they yes. say... He says that Kelly thinks he's going to go Waco Okay. everyone. See, that's insane. Because... 1993 so i was 10 but this was this was a long it was a long standoff it was like over a month of of stuff going down i think it's like 50 days of stuff going down in waco with this you know with this group and like the authorities and federal authorities all ending in this like catastrophic siege which sees over 80 people killed i mean i remember this just as a what child year did that happen it happened like april of 1993 and wow. this episode is like October of 93. He does say it very nonchalantly. He does. That's the thing. But like, I remember it being a big deal, like from, from childhood. So the fact that they would like make light of that five, six months later, I was, was I know. Really I feel like the audience would have been like, oh, too, yeah. so, too soon. Yeah. Too soon on actually, that one. I was kind of surprised that it was even like in this version of the episode. Like, you know, I mean, that seems like that's the kind of thing that you might just sort of be like, and he didn't say that. Yeah. Goodbye. Cut that, cut that right out. But I can't believe there wasn't backlash to a comment like that. Yeah, you're right. So I didn't realize, afterwards. I guess I didn't realize how close, cause well, I, I just, had, you know, I hear that. I had to now look it up because it like means. I remembered it, but I thought even if it was several years before, that's still a pretty, pretty major thing to, to like use as like, you know, TV drama fodder, you know, in like a joke. So yeah. crazy. Crazy. Anyway. Good, good catch there, Nick. All right. So the last scene of this episode, Dylan goes to a gun store. He's going to buy a handgun. Cool. And, and the owner the or the salesman or whatever he says after looking at his license he can't sell him a handgun until he's, yeah, he's 21 he suggests a rifle and dylan's like i yeah. can't put that in my glove box yeah so he yeah he suggests getting a shotgun which i a guess shotgun, right. you can buy um so dylan's very bummed about that angrily yeah. angrily bummed about that and yes. the guy's like well i can help you after hours after hours is okay yeah and dylan's like all right i'll be back after yeah. hours and that's <laughs> and that's the end the end all right um kendra what was your 90210 snap um i don't know <laughs> i feel like i have to go with like the big kiss in the quad or in the in the in the campus center because it's just I, like yes it was stupid, but there was that was clearly like their big grand moment of the episode. So yeah. like that's the one that sort of like the music swells and everything. So stupid. Yeah. But I, I got to give it to that. Um, I feel like I I liked this episode more than you. I yeah, it just was kind of whatever yeah. for me. I mean, I guess I mean the whole I like I like that they're moving Andre and Dan forward, but the confusing way that they did yeah. it just yeah. took me out of it. Um, and then like Kelly and David are just, I mean, Donna had nothing in no, this no. episode. Kelly and David are just kind of fighting about, mm -hmm. but then Kelly also has this thing with Dylan. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It just kind of felt like whatever. I like seeing what's happening with Stuart and Brenda. Like I, I, I that's a storyline that I am interested in. Um, 
I, I, I mean, I guess I know the relationship between between Brandon and Deshaun, and I like that. So seeing that start, even though we didn't get much of it, I thought was cool. Um, um, the Kelly David stuff, I like. It's not fun, but I, like I said, I, I missed having that be part of the their relationship. So it kind of makes sense that that sooner or later that tension would come out. So I was kind of okay with it bubbling out here. So I think overall, like, I did enjoy the episode, and I think it at least lays the groundwork for things that will be important as time goes on. So I kind of get why you didn't enjoy it. as is, Yeah, but. you're right. It was just more of a things are going to happen later yeah. that are being set. It was a setup. Right. It was yeah, a setup we were planting, planting a lot of seeds here. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, Dylan becoming gun crazy. I just don't think I needed to see that. Ever, no. But here we no. are doing it. No. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, when we'll I see. read the we'll synopsis, the synopsis on Hulu was like he gets really into self defense. I thought he was gonna like do karate or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd so, be fun. Yeah, yeah that would have been karate. Would have been fun. Hmm. Krav right. Maga. Well, Krav we'll Maga. Yeah, Krav Maga. You know, is that the one. Right. You know, that's the one know he's about he's how to disarm chi. someone. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. Well, Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of How's Things, the podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, as we record, the Christmas season is on, and our first episode is a cozy Christmas book club where my co- my guest co-host and I uh, look at a schmaltzy Christmas novel and go through it beat by beat. Love it. And it was a fun one because we picked books blind and they ended up being so similar that it was like a find and replace situation so that's a lot of fun for the radio meanwhile network i'm the co-host of comic book coffee break which we do weekly talking about the world of comic books what about you kendra um i am miss music box 91 online mm-hmm. and i have a website mm-hmm. miss music as we record i'm wearing my 90210 shirt i did I, notice that I yes made. i did so yep. if, you, if you would like one i'd be happy to make one for you as well yes. Yes. listeners and nick mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but listeners yeah. um i'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s music got me like where my husband eric and i look at a different 90s song every week and by the time this episode comes out our newest episode will be about all star by smash mouth oh yes which is I mean, you barely a... 90s <laughs> yeah but you can't have a 90s music podcast without covering that at least yep. once yep, i mean you have for to sure. you have to for sure uh, lord knows it was in every movie from that time <laughs> all right well you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion but next week is going to be a special schmaltzy christmas episode Yay! Where we're gonna we're gonna take apart a 90210 alum starring Christmas movie and uh, uh, see where that goes. What movie Should did we choose so that listeners could uh, listen watch it ahead of time if they mm. would like? Well, Kendra, we've already talked about this once in our Beyond the Zip Code, but we're going to be coming aboard the USS Christmas, <laughs> starring Trevor Donovan, who plays Teddy. Montgomery on the CW years of 90210. So this is going to be your introduction to that actor anyway. Yeah. And we won't see his performance as Teddy for many years to come. But yes, we're going to be watching the USS Christmas and talking all about it in the next episode. Are you excited? Yes. Love, a, right. love a schmaltzy Christmas movie. Kendra, 9021, here we go.